documentation, 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 right? And we're big on that. That's part of that's part of one of those key tenants of, of business operations. If you're on a scale, you need to have that. Some of the things that we're doing have to be documented somewhere, right? With this fully distributed remote teams, that's one of the things that I've learned personally. Just like, hey, what was what happened when we were onboarding a new team member and we are not sitting next to them in the office, right? What if you don't have all of that, all of some of the tribal knowledge that you want to share that usually you would get around the coffee or for breakfast or breakfast or at lunch? Like, so documenting, documenting that's becoming critical for for companies to scale and be able to um, operate the most efficiently during this um, this period. Hey everyone, George Soto here. Today I'm joined by Etienne Lignon, who is the head of business operations at Algolia. How are you? Good. Hey, George, how are you? Good. I, I hope I got that right. I know we were going to shorten it to E, but I, I really yeah. wanted to... That's good. Did I do okay? Yeah, you did good. Yes. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, I love, as I was saying, I love French culture. I, I love like... Uh, like jazz french uh, jazz oh my gosh french jazz and brazilian bossa nova and brazilian jazz just some of my favorite stuff so and a glass of wine and, and a go. glass of wine yes <laughs> in and some uh some you know like uh escargot you know the classics of course yes. of course the <laughs> classics right um well why don't you tell us a little bit about your career background how did you get into technology and now heading up uh business operations yeah well thanks for uh, having me uh, having me on today um I started initially in the sales operations and uh, sales strategy role uh, in conferencing and collaboration technology companies. That was before Zoom was older age, so it was a, quite a bit of quite a bit of time ago. Um, and then I got the opportunity to um, jump in the startup world, uh, where uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, help open the U.S. headquarters for a French um, SaaS BI tool. Um, and we got lucky again because. From there, um, I landed at Zendesk after that startup got acquired. Um, and that's where I moved then more on, on the product ops side of the house and was able to learn quite a bit about product and, and how we go to market with some of the products. And three years ago, um, I joined Algolia to uh, lead our business operations functions, where my focus is very much helping and support, helping the, companies to, the company to scale and support the growth. Through different different uh, initiatives, so awesome, you know. And so I was chatting with uh, Michael Goldberg, who heads up uh, business operations over at Log Me In, and you know, business operations and revenue operations, at least at Log Me In, seem to be very much in line uh, in mm -hmm. terms of responsibility. So, like all revenue generating organizations are supported by business operations. Is that sort of the same sort of structure there? Yes. So we here at Algolia, we, 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 there is a little bit of overlap, but it's mostly um, cross collaboration on a lot of um, specific topics. Um, I'll take an example. So today, BizOps own pricing and packaging strategy. Uh, but obviously, we work very, very closely with RevOps once we've got defined, hey, this is the pricing and packaging we want to do. How are we going to execute and put some of this in place, especially how we train, enable the the frontline revenue teams, right? For them to be able to explain the pricing to our users and uh, position it, deliver the value proposition. So those are some of the areas where there is a tight um, collaboration um, between the two teams, for sure. 
by the way, you know, I know pricing is, is a pretty complex thing, right? It's like a lot of people, I don't think, understand the actual impact on your business that pricing has. And, and it's not just as easy as, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal this you know, strategy from this product and this from that. You know, it really has to be customized to your organization's so, you know, in terms of pricing, I don't think that people really appreciate or understand the impact that pricing has on your overall business from marketing to efficiency for uh, around revenue to even customer success. Are there any sort of like tips or things that you've been able to see throughout your career, maybe right now at your current role uh, that, uh, that you have for folks out there around maybe learning how to optimize or maybe reevaluate their pricing? Yeah, don't want to necessarily give any, any advice out there because it's, it's never perfect, but there are a few things that I learned along the way. Um, the first one for me is uh, make sure you're, well, not make sure, but uh, as much as possible, trying to have some value-based pricing. Um, and that's that's the direction that we've taken a, a while back here at Algoia and, and we continue to take it. And then some of the things that we've learned as well, because we are an API as a service, right? It's also how do you um, resonate out of that value resonates and how your users want to be able to consume that and pay for it. And so it's critical to be able to align whatever the metric is, right? You're going to put to drive your pricing, aligning that with the value that your users are getting out of it is critical. Um, and we strongly believe that usage-based pricing is uh, is the future, and that's where everybody's going to go. And we also strongly believe that for most organizations, that is going to be a in the context of a product-led growth strategy, mm -hmm. uh, where you need to be crystal clear on your website, in your product, whatever the content you're putting in, what the value you're delivering, and how that can scale within within a given user or customer. Um, that um, that can sometimes be a bit of a challenge and how you reconcile that with, um, with the way sales is operating and all that stuff. So that's where sometimes it's, it's, a, bit, it's a little bit of a balancing act, uh, how do you get there? Um, and again, I don't think we're, we're, we're far from perfect today um, and there's still a lot of things we could do to improve, but it's fascinating to see um, how three iterations you're able to still get to, uh, to a point where you're finding that balance. And then the last one I add is it's and that that has been said multiple times. It's it's a mix of um, science with collecting as much data as possible to make sense of that data. But there is always a bit of an art to it as well, which is a that's part of the contextualization on understanding what users are doing. And some of that you you don't necessarily know. Sometimes there is quite a bit of ambiguity before you get there. And so that's that's what's making it exciting as well because you always have different levers and you can experiment and improve. And until you find the right model, and then from there you continue to improve as well. Awesome. Now you know you mentioned product led, and that's such a trend right now. Even mm -hmm. though it's not a a, a a brand new concept, I think just Absolutely. category. Yep. It's kind of like mm -hmm. sales development, right? It's the mm -hmm. the activity of cold calling and qualifying and doing outbound is not new, but of course sales development now has been a category uh, for a number of years. So I I, I sort of see product led whether it's growth or product-led sales or whatever um, in the, you know, sort of following the same trend, you know, from a business operations perspective, how do you typically think about the demo environment, particularly how do you measure its effectiveness? And, and now you have this product-led movement that's really bring all about bringing the product uh, in front, right? 
Yeah. And that, to me, that's, um, that's one, especially in the product-led growth um, context, right? The, the demo environment, and I, I'm going to characterize that a bit more. It also depends on how technical your product is, but even that we could argue that. But I see that really as one of those critical items that you can leverage to demonstrate the value to your users and your customers and to get them um, initially excited about your product or your solution, right? And, and so for us, for example, right, um, our solution is someone could say someone fairly, somewhat fairly technical, right? And so having a, a demo environment that can help remove some of that initial friction and some of, the, some of that initial apprehension from your users as they check us out, that is something where I believe that there's a ton of value there, right? I, I also see that as a way, as a scalable way uh, for us and companies like us to engage with user and prospect, right? And and let me let me explain that a little bit more, right? Is as once you've identified that you've got some repeatable use case, right? So you're saying user coming through, and then you're starting to see like as you're engaging, like, you the same question over and over again, right? That is starting to help you start define a little bit of some of those templates, if you will, right? So that again, you you've got that demo environment, and that you can um, um, continue to deliver some type of a tailored environment for each one of your users, but you don't have to rebuild everything from scratch all the time, right? And that's, I think that's where there is a lot of value here, because again, that can still be a tailored personal experience for the end users, but you don't have to join fully customize everything from scratch, because that obviously won't scale, right? And so to sum it up, like I see, I see um, some, what, some of the things that you guys are doing and other companies out there, right? I see that as a great way to accelerate some of that initial acquisition, right? Um, and I truly believe that when this is associated with a, a, a product-led growth approach, that could truly be a winning um, combination. Awesome. You know, we're all in this pandemic situation and it's been really rough. It always comes up in every conversation, obviously, right? How, how, yep. uh, how is it uh, possible to, to not see the the effects of it on our business and our personal lives. What uh, tips would you give other, you know, revenue side leaders, business operation leaders around getting through this in an effective way, particularly when, you know, us as humans are really having a, a, a difficult time and that could impact our, a lot of things, right? Not just the sort of technical aspect of the business, but also us as human beings. Yeah, and no, that's, um, and again, not yet to give advice specifically, but maybe share a bit of some of the things I've learned throughout the the last year because it's been a year since we we started this. Um, the The first one for me, especially as as a leader, is um, lead with empathy. Right? You really don't. We don't know what's happening in everybody's homes. Right? We, like like again, I've got a very nice background behind me, but I'm in my daughter's bedroom right now. Right? Where is pink all over me? Right? So I'm just I'm just squatting in a room. So I. I can take calls during the day and be able to get work done, but we don't know what's happening in everybody else's life, right? And so empathy is the thing that, for me, that's that's one of those things that it, it was important before. It's even more critical today because we don't know what's happening at home. Um, we don't know, like, people that have the single mom with three kids and then she can't really take a call or something. I like guess she has to take care of the kids, right? That Those are real-life situations that we need to take into account, and that has to be part of, as a leader, part of how you interact with um with the people, with your uh, team members and collaborators, because at the end of the day, um, everybody is here to, you know, help deliver, get get um, get to whatever the the target is and all the things. But we have specific situations at home that we need to deal with. 
That's the first one, leading with empathy. The other one for me, it's also um, always assuming positive intent, right? I don't know about you, but I know for me, like the emails, the Slack, like they just pile up. And and again, we are so busy. Like Absolutely. we just sometimes, it's not like we we don't want to put the forms. It's just like, hey, train of thoughts. And let, oh, let me share this. Let me get it done, right? Sometimes some of that stuff is coming across with, hey, like, why are you dumping that on me? Or why are you being so aggressive, right? And so it's on both sides, right? It's when you're on the receiving end, assume that, hey, again, we don't know what's happening at home. We don't know when that message was sent. And then on, on the on, on the other side, it's also like, hey, just take the time to say hi on your Slack before you start dumping a question, right? Um, or, you know, like, I get it goes, it goes both, way, both ways. Um, the third point for me, um, it's um, documentation, 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 right? Uh, we're big on that. That's part of that's part of one of those key tenets of, of business operations. If you're on a scale, you need to have that. Some of the things that we're doing have to be documented somewhere, right? With this fully distributed remote teams, that's one of the things that I've learned personally. Just like, hey, what was what happened when we were boarding a new team member and we are not sitting next to them in the office, right? What if you don't have all of that, all of some of the tribal knowledge that you want to share that usually you would get around the coffee or for breakfast or for breakfast or at lunch? Like, so documenting, documenting that's becoming critical for, for companies to scale and be able to um, operate the most efficiently during this um, this period. Um, and I got a, I got a couple more. The next one is is trust, right? Trust that people are going to do the right thing, right? And Aligned with them, and, and I'm big on that too, is autonomy is key for people, in my opinion, for people to feel like um, they are contributing and all that stuff. And so trust that they're going to do the right thing. Um, and then you can always um, check on them and make sure everything is, 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 is doing well and, and all that stuff. And then the last one is data, 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 data. That's, that is, again, that's what I'm telling the team each and every day is, hey, how can we inform our decisions the best way to inform the decision in the context of ambiguity is try to remove a little bit of that ambiguity. The way you do that is with leveraging data. Awesome. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, empathy we, has come up when I've asked that question uh, quite a bit. So you know, I'm glad that we're in 2020 talking about empathy because it's you know easy to get into that like ABC, Wall Street business culture that I think uh, there was sort of the the perception that a lot of people thought business or doing really well and or successful business uh, had to be like, and, you know, I, I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't think it scales anymore. It may have worked at one point and we are all human beings. Yeah. Right? We're human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, you know, if you think about one actionable tip that you would give uh, revenue leaders out there around finding stable predictable revenue, especially in this chaotic, ever-changing environment. What would that, and this is sort of in line with the previous question, yep. but what would that tip be right now? Like something that someone could implement next week? Yeah. And I know, well, I don't know about next week, but I, and I know that may also be a little bit controversial, but one thing I say is, hey, start exploring what usage-based pricing could do for your business, right? Um, and now you align your your pricing with the value during you're delivering to your customers. Um, and again, some of the things you can start already thinking about it and, and testing with some of your customers, right? And, and so, but more broadly, I'm also like explore what the product-led growth strategy could do for your business. That is, again, like there's that massive wave. And I think you, you nailed it on the end earlier. You said, hey, PLG, 
it's it's it feels like it's all the rage right now, but it's not anything new. It's just like hey, now it's we're starting to see that a the companies that have adopted this adopted this type of strategy are growing much faster, and there is a reason for that, right? Because people don't want to necessarily talk to salespeople every day, right? They want to be able to get the value and see what's what's that product is all about and experience it by themselves before they engage with somebody else to discuss. Do I get a discount? How much do you want me to commit? And all and all of the things. And so. Look at usage-based pricing, see what that could do for your business, and then start thinking about maybe product-led growth could be um, something that could be good for you as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, very, very much appreciated. If people want to follow you on social media or maybe uh, reach out for some advice, what would be the best ways to contact you? Just find me on LinkedIn. Yes. Awesome. So everyone, LinkedIn. That is where we're at these days. Well, have a wonderful day. I know it's Friday, so hopefully you enjoy your uh, your family and your daughters. You mentioned, and um, hope to see you in person soon. Hopefully, we'll do some sort of like community mixer in person whenever, whenever we can. Whenever we can, yeah, I know that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. It. Well, have a wonderful day. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye bye.